0: You are listening to Soundwise Podcast, a show hosted by Alex in Serbia and Vlada in Poland.
1: Each week we cover a different artist or band and engage in open, spontaneous debates and discussions about specific parts of their discographies. Our goal is to expand their musical horizons and cover a great range of genres and styles.
0: Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SoundwisePod and on social media at SoundwisePod. Hello, everyone.
1: Welcome to another episode of Sunrise Podcast. Hello, Alex. How are you doing today?
0: Hello, Vlada. Afternoon to you. Doing well. I'm a bit tired. I was cycling on my way home, so just got back and I'm tired, but I'm ready to talk about today, uh, to talk about a certain band today. So who are we talking about, Vlada? So today
1: uh, we consulted some of our fans, and one of our biggest fans, Stephanie, suggested this act. It's called Lord Huron, an indie rock band, or um, perhaps it's not really a band because it's all about one man, singer-songwriter Ben Schneider. Uh, Some of you might have heard some of these songs if you watch certain shows like uh, 13 Reasons Why or The Affair. So his song seems to be quite popular among the TV shows producers. So today we're going to dig into his discography which consists of three records which is just perfect for our show. Uh, A few more pieces of information about Lord Huron. Uh, They were founded in Michigan in 2012 and that's when the first record also came out. Of course as I mentioned it's a brainchild of Ben Schneider. When we talk about the genres, we can define their music as indie folk, but we will see that uh, over time the the sound evolved a bit, and we will talk at a greater length about that as we delve into the records themselves. Uh, so uh, another interesting thing about Ben Schneider is that he studied visual arts at the University of Michigan, and he got his degree in France before moving to New York City. So a very artsy and very worldly person, one might say. Uh, Actually, I got one thing wrong. The band was initially started in 2010, and the first record came out in 2012, after the release of his first EP. Nowadays, he has a more stable lineup, so we may not talk about it in terms of a one-man act, but more like a proper indie folk, indie rock band. So that's uh, that's about it. In short, So a band that is not perhaps widely known, but some of their songs have reached the ears of millions because of different TV shows and so on. So without any further ado, let's move on to the records themselves. So Alex... Um, The first, the debut record, Lonesome Dream. What did you think of this record?
0: Okay, Vlada, so going into this band, when I saw that label, um, Indie Folk, um, the first thing that came to my mind was Mumford & Sons. Uh, That's a band that we have covered on the show before, so their listeners, please check that episode out. It's really fun. Um, And I kind of got that. I kind of got that Mumford & Sons um feeling um i'm not saying that they entirely sound like mumford and sons but there are some similarities some significant similarities like obviously the folk sound um also i think they have that typical 2010s kind of vibe i would say in terms of singing and instruments and all of that and both of these bands are kind of radio friendly um, of course, I'm talking about this particular record. The obvious reason, uh, sorry, the obvious difference here compared to Manfred and Sons would probably be that Lord Huron maybe sound a bit more electronic. I would say. So um, yeah, a version of Manfred and Sons, which automa- automatically means that I wasn't too impressed with this. Um, some of the Some of the tracks had some good elements, so to say, some details that caught my attention. Um, Maybe the strength of this album is that it has that melody that really makes you emotional. So whenever you're feeling down and you just want that proper cry, you just want to let it all out, I think this album could actually help you uh, because of the atmosphere that it creates um one of the one of the most emotional songs maybe was i think the ghost on the shore and i think the whole album is pretty much in that theme so to say the rest of the track some of them have some catchy riffs catchy tunes she lit a fire um the man who lives forever has a right uh, has a nice rhythmic beginning which kind of um describes the whole song basically and yeah just it's it, it's good it's i think or it used to be popular on radio stations uh, when this album came uh, came out i would say but at the end of the day not entirely my um my taste so Lara, what were your impressions
1: well first of all i have to say that i kind of disagree with you i don't think that this band sounds like Mumford and Sons. Of course, there are certain parallels, like there are certain parts that might be reminiscent, like, you know, the way the chorus builds up sometimes. But I think a more appropriate comparison would be somebody like, uh, uh, I don't know, Subjan Stevens or um, Bon Iver or stuff like that. I don't know, Iron and Wine, uh, any of that stuff, really, because this is more... Introspective indie folk, rather than some kind of bluegrass band wannabe, like Mumford and Sons th- seem to be. So I just don't see this comparison as being fully valid. I can understand that there are certain similarities that I can also hear, uh, but I will. I think it just does a huge disservice to this artist that I feel has many more layers compared to the likes of Mumford & Sons, especially
0: lyrics But that's what I said. I said that there are some similarities. They don't sound entirely like Mumford & Sons. Yeah, but
1: you made it sound like it's a very similar act to Mumford & Sons, which is not. I just think, for our listeners' sake, that it's important to point out that this doesn't really sound like Mumford & Sons. It's it's more like, I don't know, uh, Bon Iver, Phosphorescent... Uh, uh, Even M. Ward, uh, those are the artists that came to my mind uh, when I listened to this. So, of course, certain parts do remind me of Mumford & Sons, but that's not the overall sound. The overall sound and atmosphere is very different. As you mentioned, it's kind of more electronic. What what I would say about that, it sounds kind of more psychedelic, right? Like the music is very uh, drenched in soundscapes. And I kind of like that. I like that atmosphere that it has. But uh, overall, the album, um, I think it's a very pleasant record to listen to. Uh, But, uh, for example, uh, the second track, uh, Ends of the Earth, has a bit of a generic indie folk chorus. And this is one of the flaws that I with this. Sometimes it sounds too much like other similar acts that we mentioned. Even, even Mumford and So I'll give you that. Um, oh, finally. Yes, yes, but it's also interesting to read and listen to his lyrics and <laughs> I find it a bit, uh, bit funny. For example...
0: Is it uh, silly again? No,
1: no, no, no. Not, n- not in the slightest. <laughs> Nothing that I noticed. Maybe, maybe your keen ear has uh, noticed something that... uh,
0: No, no, no. no? I'm I'm just asking questions. No
1: no insults here, as far as we know. I mean, we don't know the guy, so we won't comment on that any further. So, uh, for example, the title track, Lonesome Dream, I I really enjoyed it. It's kind of melancholy, and that's also another word that springs to mind when you listen to this. It's very melancholy, and... uh, the picture that he paints with his lyrics is quite interesting. But the problem is that it seems like every single song has the words wood and lake. <laughs> Did you notice this? And um, and also ghosts. Ghosts are like in every other song
0: as well. Um, no, because the overall songs just weren't too interesting. So uh, I I didn't make an effort to, li- to read the lyrics, to be honest.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I, I really think that
1: for this kind of artist, it's really important to, uh, to get into their lyrical imagery because some of it is quite interesting. Actually, in, on this record, while I like the lyrics overall, I think they are too repetitive, like some of these words keep uh, cropping up. And at times it might seem a bit pretentious. But uh, another track that I would single out here is Ghost on the Shore. Also very poignant. It's about death. Um, You almost have the feeling that he's saying goodbye to the world. Uh, There's a lot of this imagery of supernatural power, life beyond death, staying uh, in the form of of a ghost haunting places that you used to love stuff like that i mean it's kind of i think to really dig deeper into this you may need a few more listens but it's a very interesting imagery that he paints albeit not that original i feel like this has been done by others and here I, i am looking at my notes and i i wrote one thing uh why the heck does every song mention woods and lakes? So that's how I would sum it up. But overall, a very pleasant (laughs) debut record, albeit somewhat flawed. So Alex, what about the rating? Or do you also have anything to add to this?
0: Uh, I pretty much agree. I think the whole record sounds repetitive and generic. So that would be it from my side. I mean, I basically said all said all I all that I think about this record so uh, before I give my ratings uh, guys please take a moment to listen to our new sponsor.
1: Brown Dog Promos is a champ in the promotional products industry, having shipped all over the world since 1989. For over 30 years, Brown Dog Promos has supplied custom printed promotional items like mugs, pens, calendars, embroidered or screen printed clothing, and anything else you could possibly need to companies and groups of all sizes. They also pride themselves on working with nonprofits to raise funds and recognize key donors and volunteers. For commercial clients, Brown Dog Promos offers invaluable advertising and marketing guidance based on their three decades in the business, whether you're looking to promote your company, nonprofit organization, or any variety of branding and marketing, Brown Dog Promos can make it happen.
0: For all of your custom printed sportswear, decals, labels, and corporate gifts, be sure to check out Brown Dog Promos by following them on Instagram under their handle Brown Dog Promos, liking their page at Facebook.com/BrownDogPromos, or visiting their website BrownDogPromos.com. Trust the top dogs, Tony and Matthew, to help you make your branding outstanding. So, Vlada, back to the ratings. Um, okay, so my rating for this album, this this album is an average album, I would say. It's It's good for a certain audience, I think, if you're into indie folk. It basically sums it up, uh, it, you know, the label sums it up. It's that folks folk music with that indie touch from 2010s, which I know that some people find interesting and fun. I personally don't, so I for I mean, this pe- rec-
1: people don't listen to this stuff for fun. It's just like people listen to this because it's somewhat emotionally resonant with them, right?
0: Yes, I, I was just waiting for your cliched uh, term emotionally resonant so thanks for that um okay so my rating is five out of ten and I can't really remember any standout tracks so I'll leave it at that Bada.
1: Uh I think that's a bit too harsh to be honest I think this is still an okay record there are some very in- interesting uh, arrangements uh, I like the way the record is produced overall, the atmosphere, the sounds, uh, the playing. Uh, some of his lyrics are pretty good, even though they tend to be a bit repetitive. He does have a knack for a good melody, but sometimes it kind of gets uh, a, a bit too samey, too uniform for his it gets own It worn good. out. Yeah, so I, I would give it 6.5. I think I, I think this is a, a fine debut record. Nothing super special, nothing extraordinary, but a very com- competent singer-songwriter. And we will follow his growth with the next record. Uh next record is called Strange Trails. So, Alexander, any improvements here? What do you think?
0: Yeah, actually, it is a slight improvement, I would say mostly in the sense of the melody that they uh, created here um they maintained this this country sound this folk sound but i think that they sounded more rhythmic I, I like the echoing lead vocals and also the backing vocals were an improvement here maybe not a huge improvement but i noticed them as one of the positives of this record um and also you have some nice Lyrics here better. I would say personally slightly better than uh, in the in in the previous records Some nice guitar licks like the the song hurricane Um, I also noted that the song meet me in the woods is catchy and has has that Has that pattern that I feel that I've heard before on the radio or somewhere but since they mentioned the woods again, Vlada, I know that (laughs) <laughs> uh, it it might would, sound funny again it, it, this can
1: be a great drinking game so get your friends you know and listen to these records and every time he mentions lakes woods or ghosts you can take <laughs> you can take a sip i i think you'd be drunk in no
0: time oh that's a good challenge man all right so yeah so, so, some catchy guitar licks, uh, slightly better musicianship, more rhythmic, which is, to me, always a positive. You know, as a bass player, I always like to hear a bit of groove. So, a slight improvement, but it still has those flaws that I mentioned in the previous, in the previous, um, in the previous part of the episode with the previous album, so to say. So, Vlada, any improvement for you.
1: Uh, For sure, I think this is a step forward uh, for Ben Schneider and the crew. So, uh, initially when I started listening to this record, I thought it was more of the same. But then somewhere around the middle of the record, I think he really shook things up a bit. And uh, especially uh, tracks like uh, The World Ender, it sounded much darker than the other material. Um, there were some kind of Yelps that reminded me of Springsteen, Nebraska era. Uh, also, this track reminded me a bit of Arcade Fire's Darker Stuff on Neon Bible, for example, for those of you who are fans of Arcade Fire. Uh, and you know what's interesting? I also read about this band bandit. Uh, he was inspired heavily by Western films. And you can also sense that in some of the lyrics especially this one you know he sings a lot about the revenge about some kind of outlaw that goes out to avenge himself and others a lot of themes such as resurrection and you know a lot of supernatural uh... elements and i kinda like that because you know it makes you think okay what is he actually referring to is this some kind of grand metaphor for something Or is he more literal? You know, it's interesting to ponder these things. Uh, Also, Meet Me in the Woods, an excellent song, quite dark too, uh, singing about certain dark forces that extend beyond our reality. He has a lot of that mysticism in the lyrics. And and that's, that's what I find quite interesting and intriguing about this record. Also, The Yawning Grave was another such track where... Another theme that I find prevalent in certain tracks including this one is the idea of nature as something that is detached from the civilized world where you can go and seek refuge but that also represents evil in a way because nature is merciless and uh, that's what I got from these songs. Now I might be completely off the mark but I really liked thinking about these themes And I definitely think that here he uh, makes a step forward, the songs are much more interesting. As you said, the beats, the rhythm uh, of the songs are are more engaging, better arrangements, um, darker sound overall. Uh, Especially the middle of the record is drenched in that dark melancholy that this artist seems to be particularly fond of. So definitely a great improvement. Uh, Over the first record. That was already somewhat promising. So. uh, Now I'll get back to you. What do you think? What's your rating? And is there anything else you would like to add?
0: That's kind of it. Flada. You summed it up pretty well. I just. I just want to say that it's a great improvement. But it definitely is better than the debut record. Which is good. You know. if, if, If you manage to um make good subsequent records that that's always a plus. So my rating for this record is slightly better I'll say 5.5 5 and actually there is a standout track here their fans um y- you might be very happy about this that I finally have a standout track. So I'll I'll go with Hurricane Vlada.
1: All right, pretty good. Uh I think this one deserves 7. A really good record, an improvement over the first one, as I said. As for the best track, I'm kind of in two minds between The World Ender and The Yawning Grave. Uh, Maybe The World Ender, but I think that might change with more listens. So I definitely love the way he developed his sound here, even though some of the songs sound pretty much the same as on the first record. But then when he gets a bit darker things get much better. Uh so yeah, a nice improvement for me. And let's move on to the final record that came out 2 years ago called Vide Noir and Alexander. What about this one? What do you think? This is definitely a departure from the first two, wouldn't you agree?
0: Yes, yes, definitely a departure and a good departure um in my opinion. Here it sounds like the record sounds like they decided to part ways with uh with country with the with the folk sound and kind of uh, um kind of attempted to sound more indie or even more post punk uh which is absolutely an improvement and an upside in my opinion uh a record that has plenty of good tracks some of the tracks are you know Good dance tunes, like good for parties or something, or uh, should I save a lot of they are danceable, right?
1: Oh my God, please don't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the infamous word that I used in one of our episodes. The infamous
1: uh... invented word. Uh, it actually Alex exa- and I love creating English language, <laughs> changing it a bit for the better.
0: Yes, we're being creative. Totally creative. All right. So, plenty of good dance tunes, uh, but the thing that I would absolutely highlight here is the music, uh, because it has that great sharp bass, which is very pronounced, and as an, unfortunately, as an inactive bass player, I would say that that kind of sound, sound is really fun, that kind of setting for your bass guitar. When you up the mid and the treble and you just play with it, it's so fun for, for jamming and for um, building up, you know, the atmosphere and the energy. Obviously, you need a good drummer, uh, which was the case here, I would say. I also have to praise the, the album artwork. It's a very interesting, minimalistic design. Uh, I'm not sure what this item is. Do you have any idea, Vlada?
1: I wasn't really thinking about it. it. It does look cool. Uh, It's some kind of geometric object. Um, I don't know. It does look kind of like some kind of portal or you can say it's some kind of diamond. You can interpret it in many different ways. It's just green lines on the black surface and it kind of captures well the sound of the record, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, It has that modern, simple uh straightforward kind of uh feel you know so i was pleased with this record and i feel that i'll go back to this however i can't say that this record blew me away you know uh i don't think the lyrics are particularly deep or i don't know i don't think that they necessarily like catch your well guess what
1: guess what he doesn't mention lakes and woods and ghosts anymore. So it's already a huge step forward.
0: I definitely praise this departure and this switch. So uh, a very positive improvement. I was very pleased with it. Um, Plenty of good tracks. uh, Okay, so this time it will be a bit difficult to find a standard track, guys. it's, It's a totally different uh situation here uh but i can mention the first half of the record is like really good it really punches you in, in the gut uh, towards the end some of the tricks are not as good as the first half uh, you also is have the some... first half in your face totally absolutely <laughs> it, it, just, <laughs> it just it just it just uh, it just slapped me when i when i plugged my earphones in and played it, it just like i was like oh what, what's going on here is this like a different lineup or you know did they decide to kind of abandon con- the, the, the country sound and to be honest they kind of did that so vlada what were your impressions was this an improvement or a step back what well, do you think I,
1: as i said i also think it's a huge improvement uh as i mentioned he abandoned some of the usual tropes that kind of plagued the first two records for better or worse. I don't know, some people love that kind of stuff, so for them this might be a step back, but for me it was definitely an improvement, even though you could already sense that evolution on the previous album. So, um, okay, so here he started painting a different imagery, you know, he went from woods and lakes to space, stars, universe... Uh, I don't know, all kinds of metaphysical stuff as well. Well, we already had metaphysical stuff on the previous records, but here it's articulated differently. And um, there's more, um, the sound overall, as you said, is more post-punk colder. There's a, a more electronic sound that replaces that country warmth that you could find on the previous records. So now this may not necessarily be an improvement for some people, but I think for Lord Huron it works perfectly. I love what they did with the sound here. Uh, There's a lot of psychedelic riffs, there's a lot of interesting keyboard sounds, you know, these kind of cold, robotic, almost robotic sounds. Some, Some tracks are quite mystical, like ancient names, with its psychedelic riffs and a more upbeat beginning. And there are two versions of this song, actually, which I found very uh, amusing. The the second version is even more upbeat than the first one. Both are really good. Yeah, yeah, and it's very space rock. Uh, a, A complete change of the sound compared to the previous record. That's a perfect example, these two tracks, Ancient Names 1 and 2. Uh, Secret Life is another good track with more mysticism. Uh, And I like how he keeps mentioning certain concepts. Like Ancient Master is also mentioned here. And The Ender. And he had a song on the previous record, I think. Or the first record. Oh, it was the first record, The World Ender. So he has certain metaphysical concepts that are kind of intriguing because you don't quite know as a listener what he's referring to so it's very much open to interpretation and you know what i really like that approach i mean it it's not too vague like you can get a sense of what he's talking about but at the same time it's still open to interpretation and it's almost just right and it almost seems like he has like a world of his own that he's trying to build with his lyrics um also, the sound overall is more abrasive. There's, as I mentioned, a lot of unsettling keyboard sounds, a celestial imagery of space, stars. Uh, guitar work is more prominent, more rock oriented. Um, the title track Vida Noir" is uh, kind of a, you know, a track that that talks about nihilism you know the black void is the prominent uh, lyrical imagery that he uses in this track and um, he has a lot of these tracks where it's all about being completely lost on the previous records he was lost in the woods now he's just lost in the space and time so that that's an interesting change so um, he's
0: lost however however you put it he's lost <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Uh, so, for example, some of the lyrics from this track, uh, many evils have I enjoyed prowling the night, raising hell with the boys, getting high on a pure black void. So it's it's kind of about self-destruction, self-destructive behavior. That
0: dystopian kind of feel.
1: Yes, yes. Um,
0: uh, that perfectly captures the post-punk from the UK, you know, late 70s, early 80s, I would say. Yes, but I wouldn't
1: call this record post-punk. It just has some of the elements that are similar. I mean, he's still an indie folk performer here too, but I think the sound has become more nuanced, uh, richer in texture. Even though his texture was great to begin with, but here he moves in another direction, which is very satisfying, because otherwise he would just end up repeating the same stuff and... I guess even the most ardent listeners would lose their interest. And everything, you know, the ending of this record, it was so beautiful, like a wash with psychedelic melancholia, this long, stretched out instrumental parts with some kind of keyboards or strings. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it it was so poignant, so melancholy. and um, I really enjoy the overall atmosphere, very dark, like the whole record oozes dark. Uh, And that's something that was already present on the previous one. But here he really takes it up a notch. So, Alexander, um, my favorite track here, very hard to tell, but lots of good tracks. But maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Vida Noir or The Black Void. The title track, I really enjoy that one. I think it kind of encapsulates what this record is all about. So, uh, ratings. Alexander, what is your rating
0: here? Okay, my rating is somewhere between 7 and 7.5, but I can definitely see this rating going up in the future. Maybe I just need some time to recover from the previous two records. but the standard track is pretty hard to uh, to pick, Vlad, I definitely feel you uh, on that, so... Okay, I'll go with Ancient Names. Uh, the first version, part one, that's a very good track, very groovy, uh, but the rest of the record is definitely worth listening, and that's that's my kind of final verdict on this album, Vlad, I beg you. Uh, yes, uh,
1: I think... Personally, that this record deserves 7.5, which means that it's a really good record. Uh, I'm not sure if I would bump it up to 8, because 8 would already indicate a certain kind of excellence that I feel is still missing, but I might change my mind because I really enjoyed some of the tracks here and perhaps with subsequent listens it would grow on me, so I leave that possibility out there. Um, I'm really glad we listened to Lord Huron, I think the guy, Ben Schneider, is an exceptional talent, a very good songwriter, he has a knack for interesting imagery, Um, he knows how to draw you in, even if his lyrics are not always 100% clear, so that's a certain kind of skill, because it doesn't sound like utter nonsense, and it's still open to interpretation, so very talented in that sense. Very pleasant vocal style, even though if, even though it kind of sounds like something you might have heard millions of times before. Uh, so overall, a really really cool indie rock indie folk artist. So if you like the likes of maybe M Ward or um, Iron and Wine or Bon Iver or is it Mumford event. and Sons? No, no, not Mumford. I, I don't think that's a good. Uh, I don't think that's a good comparison at all. I think it's way off way off uh that's just my opinion wow i just don't hear it so much maybe on the first record there are some of these upbeat choruses that just go up suddenly and kind of sound all the same and generic but then he kind of changed that on the subsequent records don't you think
0: uh he did but okay uh, uh, my problem with the first two records isn't about sounding like Manfred & Sons. It's maybe um, sounding generic, uh, which is a problem with Manfred & Sons as well. But That's how I would describe it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree that uh, certain songs did sound generic and left me, well, let's say underwhelmed. But I think that, you know first record is always a difficult record to make and I feel like this artist has a lot of potential to grow. I think that the last record we talked about shows how talented he is and what he's truly capable of. And I, I think I might listen to it a couple of more times after this show. I'm not sure I will necessarily revisit the first record, but uh Des and Strange Trails even I think those records are worth revisiting for sure.
0: Yeah, to be honest, if I were to host a house party or maybe be a DJ for a certain house party, I will I would definitely consider playing some of the songs from the the third record. So that's a good that's a good thing I guess because it it's so good for uh, building the atmosphere and making you dance. Basically, I'm not gonna. Work, I, I'm not gonna use that word, Vlada. So don't worry. But you know what you you know what I mean, right?
1: Uh, this is not dance music, though. This is something else. This is very dark. Very, you know, it it requires a certain amount of attention. It requires of the listener to pay attention to the lyrics, not just music, uh, especially the imagery he uses. So I don't know. I just don't see. This is something you would like to listen to with other people. This is more solitary. A post-punk gig, maybe? Eh, I don't know. So this is m- <laughs> more of a solitary experience by all counts. All right, so, Alexander, any last words?
0: Okay, guys, you heard everything that I said about the first two records, so no need to... Uh reflect on that the third record a big improvement really pleased with that so that's kind of it and before we go guys uh, please uh, take a moment and listen to the ad and don't forget to um, check out our sponsor brown Duck promos for any kind of customized decals labels calendars Uh, you can just approach them and they'll get the job done right butter
1: that's right. So Brown Dog Promos have had 30 years of pure excellence. If you need great promotional items, you know, pens, t-shirts or anything like that, they are your guys. Really we we're honored to have such a great sponsor and we can vouch for their quality.
0: Definitely. And guys, uh please bear in mind that all the links for Brown Dog Promos will be put in our description. And in that description, you can also find all the other links for Sunrise Podcast. You can uh, find the links for our social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Also, we have a music discussion group on Facebook. So guys, if you want to join that and discuss stuff with us, uh, just send an invite and uh, we'll accept you. And uh, we will also be happy to discuss stuff with you. So uh that's it for now uh stephanie thanks a lot for suggesting another band it's always really really fun to discover unknown bands Uh, personally i've never heard about this band i had never heard i had never heard about this band before so this was a new discovery and that's what that's what's really fun about our show so um till the next time stay updated uh check out our patreon page uh Patreon.com slash pod Stay safe and we'll see you soon. Write a review and then you can share it. With the world. In any social media platform. And then your friends see it
1: and you can share and discover new shows together.
0: This is Steph, instigator of Pod Rev Day Podcast
1: Review Day. And I'm Andy from Inspired Money. And I'm Arielle of Earbuds Podcast Collective and Castbox. We're here to tell you everything you need to know about Pod Rev Day, which is on the eighth of every month, of every year, of every century, of every you get it.
0: We are posting podcast reviews as part of hashtag Podrev Day Podcast Review Day.
1: Because podcasters work their buttons. Off and deserve to know how much they've impacted your lives. And you can do that through reviews. Even one star feels surprisingly <laughs> good. Does it? it lets you know that people are at least listening. Don't be a passive podcast listener. Write a review and tell your favorite creator what you love about their podcast or about a specific episode.
0: And to participate, you just need to do one review.
1: And we'll see you every eighth of the month.
0: PodReb Day, because podcasters deserve to hear it
1: hashtag pod rev day p o d r e v d a
0: y.